Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. I'm not your host, Ben Reynolds, but if I were, I would do uh, a cringy little bit here at the beginning about how Ben is here, but no, actually he's not. Uh, Instead, I am your fill-in host, Kyle Griesinger. We've got James Knuckles and Jeremiah Flincham here to talk recapping Louisiana Tech homecoming and the week ahead with Old Dominion. James, Jeremiah, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be on. Uh, and definitely uh, excited for this next game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Kyle? How are you doing? Pretty good. It's good to be back on the show. Uh, it was great to be back on the mountain. It'd been, I couldn't make it to any of the weekday games during October, so it'd been nearly a month and a half uh, since I was at a, at a Liberty home game. And uh, they've, they've been some nail biters between now and then, so it was good to be back. Uh, not in the old seats. I sat on the other side of the field this time with my wife and my friends who I always go to homecoming with. Uh, but next week I'll be back in the usual spot. Uh, but it felt great to be back on the mound. Feels even better to be nine and zero. Can we talk about that for a minute? I know, I know. Well, nine and zero, and we're finally getting a little bit of respect. We're uh, we're ranked twenty fifth in the AP, which is definitely awesome to see. Yeah, couldn't agree ranked more. In, ranked, and now we have the uh, the clinch for the uh, championship game, and I'm super excited to have that coming up in a few weeks. Oh, isn't that great? The Conference USA Championship game is coming to Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, It's going to be absolute mayhem, and I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, in the spirit of that, uh, how was was the homecoming festivities for the two of you gentlemen? Go ahead, Jeremiah. It was great. Um, I got in uh, to my hometown um, on Thursday night. I guess Friday morning, technically. Um, spent a little time with my uh, family there, and then I uh, drove up kind of early on Friday. I uh, was able to see a lot of my friends. Um, a lot of people came into town, um, which is a really good start. I won't get into all of it. We have a lot to talk about with the uh, the game and everything, but just being able to see friends and uh, go to like the uh, the uh, coaches luncheon before uh, on uh, Friday was a lot of fun. I got to. Uh, speak to uh, coach chadwell and i got to meet a lot of people um a couple guys from twitter um that i hadn't met before so i had and got to re- reconnect with it's a lot of fun so yeah that's awesome um james were you able to go to like any of the the like activities around the weekend because for like the third year in a row i got in i got into lynchburg with no time to spare didn't get to do anything but the football game <laughs> yeah i got there in time to uh Go to some of the tailgates. I saw the parade. It was fun. Um, got to campus around like two thirty, uh, so got to got to hang out with some people. It was a really good time and uh, awesome to kind of celebrate Liberty's history uh, right before the game. That's awesome. All right, well let's uh, let's talk Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Um, James. Overall thoughts on the game? How do we? How did? How did it go? Yeah, obviously our offense was clicking. We scored fifty six points. It's our first fifty piece at home this year. Um, we ran all over them. We threw all over them. Um, defensively, we had some holes, but they did their job um, and got the dub. They let up thirty, but uh, still, um, I think this is our first week without a turnover that wasn't on a two point conversion because we did get a pick on the two point conversion. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Was good to see that they can still do. Uh, still perform without getting those turnovers because we definitely relied on those uh, a lot in previous games. 
Yeah, I had I had really similar really similar thoughts. Um, I wonder if you have any thoughts on. I was kind of looking back at the stat sheet and and both against uh, this week against Louisiana Tech and several weeks back against Buffalo. It seems like you know when the offense really really puts it together, really goes off. We have a nasty habit of just giving up enough points to keep to, to let teams kind of hang around, stay in the game. Um, I, I think that, you know that works against Louisiana Tech. It works against Buffalo. Um, but if we get into a, if we get into a good bowl game and we're playing a power five opponent, I don't know if it works then. So what do you think that what do you think's up with that? Yeah, um, I think a lot of that is just being young defensively. Yeah. Uh, me and Kyle have said this. Oh, not Kyle, but me and Ben have said this over and over again this year. Whether it's on Twitter or here on the podcast or even on the Zero Red podcast, we we don't have a ton of experience on the on defense. Um, Tyron Dupree uh, is a first full year first this is his first full season starting um he got a lot of playing time last year but he didn't start um jolly same thing um kobe and kendy are really the only two starters that are returning um and they're two of the older guys and they definitely hold it down kobe does a really good job um but for the most part outside of those few um we're really young whether it's Brylin Green, who's been amazing this year, he's he's a true sophomore. Um, we've got a tr- two true true freshman DNs playing a lot of football. T.J. Bush, who starts, and Larry Jones, who comes in and spells him, and uh, Bazil. So, like we we have a lot of young players, and and they've done a really good job this year. Um, and I think going into a bowl game like that, I think our offense is going to have to carry carry that weight again. Um, but I think. Just based off experience, our defense knows how to bend and not break in crucial moments, and and I and I and I believe in our defense to do that if we get into a war with the Power Five. Yeah, yeah, I think that's basically right. And you talk you talk about Hodge and um, Kobe; those are also they're, they're JUCO guys. This is only their second second year playing at a playing at an FBS level. Um, so I mean, even even less experience than than you kind of see on the paper. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I will say I was really disappointed that uh, Preston Hodge didn't come away with that pick in the was it the second quarter? Yeah, he jumped uh, it perfectly. Because because you know the the coaching staff can't say enough good things about how how great he is in coverage, and I think you see that by like just it, whoever he's covering doesn't get a lot of balls thrown their way, um, and so like to see him get the chance to kind of have one of those flash plays and just just miss it by a tiny bit was was heartbreaking. Uh, Jeremiah, what uh, what do you think? Yeah, on the same wavelength as you guys right here. Um, I think we had two or three, actually, uh, balls that could have been picked in that game. And unfortunately, we were not able to come up with the Joker mask uh, in that game. Um, but, yeah, like uh, James was saying a second ago, we got a lot of young guys are coming in, playing a lot of ball, playing a lot of good ball. Um, phrase that we've been, all been throwing around all season is bend, don't break. They've been a lot, didn't break necessarily. Um, gave up more points than I thought they would, but ultimately they were able to play strong enough, and they were able to mitigate Bachmeyer and uh, Smoke Harris, who were both phenomenal athletes. Bachmeyer, I think, had two touchdowns. One of them was to Smoke, um, but being able to at least mitigate those guys was crucial in this game. And uh, going back to the point of maybe potentially playing, excuse me, playing a P five uh, in a bowl um, again. I agree with you with y'all there. Um, we just got to be able to play our best ball, and if we're able to uh, come up with a few picks, fumble here and there, I think we can. Uh, I think our offense can uh, keep up and uh, put us out on top. Yeah. yeah, and and with that, like 
looking at our offensive stats, like we do a great job of running the ball. I think this is our fourth straight week of being over 300 yards running the ball. And this week we even had 297 through the air. We were three short of 300, um, a couple drop balls that would have gotten us there. So offensively, I think we can hang because we can do both. And that's going to help us against the P5 in the bowl game if we get there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to turn my nose up at a 26 point win, uh, no oh, matter no matter what score, what numbers are on the actual score line. Um, and you know, like we did see, we did see a lot of what we've seen all year. The defense gets better in the fourth quarter. They gave up 14 in the third. They gave up six in the fourth. Um, and, and so like, that's that's heartening to see. Knowing you can close out games, that's that's a huge huge deal. Um, I want to talk about the offense a little bit. Um, I thought another great game from Caden, you know, by and large protected the ball. Um, he had the one fumble on the, the, the miscommunication. I think miscommunication with Cooley on the handoff. Is that you guys is read? It seemed like maybe nobody's fault, but maybe everybody's fault. Yeah. yeah. From my view, it looked like um, Salter was going to hand it off to him. So Cooley yeah. gripped hard and then he decided to pull last minute and he couldn't get it out because Cooley was ready to go. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all that was. Yeah, and I think that's you know, that's going to happen in this system. Like that, just you're going to misread one, you know, especially with somebody like Caden's got experience, but he doesn't have he doesn't have the kind of you know three years of running this system under his belt that like you saw from Grayson McCall last year, and and and, and that that like level of expertise just isn't there. So it's it's going to happen every once in a while. I don't, that one doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, for sure. Not with the production that both of them have been putting up all season long. I mean, you're going to have a mishap here and there, so. Right. Right. Ain't that the truth? Um, Jeremiah, any anybody on the offensive side of the ball really stand out to you? Yeah, several guys, actually. Um, we got Caden, first and foremost. Um, had a great game. Uh, four touchdowns uh, through the air, and he had uh, 50 rushing yards. Uh, Quentin Cooley had 179 uh, rush yards, and he had two touchdowns on the ground. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Joyner, James Joyner came in. He was able to uh, uh, get – was it his first touchdown? Yeah, that was his first. His first touchdown? Yeah, he got his first touchdown. And then got a shout-out to uh, Noah Fred. And looked really good doing it too. That's the I other thing. Like, it was a really nice run. Oh, yeah, there was, a, there was a run earlier on that drive where he carried like three guys another six yards. No, yeah. obviously one of the couple of the linemen got on the back, but like yeah. Ben has been saying this all year and it, you really saw it um this week like he is he might be a harder runner than cooley cooley's just so short he bounces off guys yeah yeah gets downhill and will run you flat over and He's that, a big that's, dude. that's exciting yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to that big i'm excited dude. about that anything else jeremiah yeah and then the, the last one i was going to mention was uh, noah frith he he almost eclipsed 100 yards i think he had like 97 or something like that it was 96 Finally, the Frith breakout game we've been waiting for for what four years? Three he's years. Been, he's been doing great all season, though. I think, but this may have been maybe "quote unquote" his breakout game. But I think yeah. he's done phenomenal this season. But yeah, I, got, I agree with you. But this was the first time Noah Frith has looked like AGG. Yeah, like, I think that's all what we really kind of expected out of him all along. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, ninety-six yards and a touchdown. So he was making an impact out there. Right. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Caden, Caden had what a game! What a game for Caden! What a game! Sixteen out of twenty-five attempts, sixteen completions on twenty-five attempts. That's like sixty-four percent completion. Um, you guys know how much like I care about completion percentage, and that you know that's a, that's a great number. Anytime you're over sixty, I'm happy. Oh it's yeah, like 
50 to 55 that like gives me gives me heartburn um so <laughs> yeah, that, was, really. that was great to see yeah and that's all we had last year so it's awesome to see some more consistency there from him because he obviously played some last year but even had that uh, i think a really cool fact is just like how high his qbr has been this year um yep. this week it was 95 and a half but i don't think it's been under like 68 and 68 average so yeah yeah. If you're getting average numbers at every game, that that's really good. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's thrown a pick except for the first play of uh, the first play of uh, what game was that? Jack State or Sam Houston? Yeah, he has he's thrown three all season. Yes, three on the year. Yeah. Well, it goes to show you because they stuck out like a they stuck out like a sore thumb in my head last year, and not so much this year. Yeah, yeah true. Um, yeah, that one weird. Picture. He had the one weird helmet play, but oh yeah, 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 that's what I was talking about. But he's got uh, twenty three total, I believe, touchdowns. So there's your yeah, twenty three touchdowns on three interceptions. Twenty three to three ratio is fantastic. That's pretty, that's pretty elite in college football. Oh yeah. Um, I did want to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to drop some names here. Every single one of these guys caught a ball. None of them caught less than two. Noah Fritz, C.J. Daniels, Elijah Smoot, Bentley Hanshaw, Aaron Bedgood, Quentin Cooley, and Trayon Sibley. Seven guys got more than one reception each. I love that. Spreading the ball around, everybody is a weapon, and I love to see this offense clicking. And then route my handshaw to uh, begin the scoring for us. That was just gorgeous. It really was. Um, I I think another stat we need to look at is just like how many yards is is Salter going to end up with this year? He is 41 yards shy shy of 2,000 passing yards. And he's at 664 rushing yards right now. He could very easily eclipse uh, 2,500 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards. So that's definitely something we need to look at. And then uh, looking at Cooley, he's – I think they have him listed as 17 yards shy of 1,000, which he would be our – I'm looking at 981. So yeah, 19. 19. So at 19 yards shy of a thousand, um, I think he'll be as long as he gets 19 yards, he'll be our first thousand yard rusher since Frankie. That means he needs to average six and a half yards total in the next three games. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, so you can do that. Yeah, I think, he, I, I think he's, he'll get there. Oh yeah, and the thing is, the last time we had a thousand yard rusher um, was the COVID year. Um, Frankie went for a thousand yards and um, we only lost one game. And I think that's a crucial factor to note um, because we do well when we run the ball well. Um, and that's, and that's kind of the drop off we saw at the end of last year, as much as we want to blame Hugh freeze, I think not having that guy in the backfield because day day was hurt, really hurt us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I think you're dead on. I, I think, I think like if we're apportioning blame, it's like, 60% he who shall not be named, 40% not having not not really having a hammerhead runner um late in the season, but I, I do think you're right that that played a huge role um and probably an underrated role um as well. Um Yeah, and actually I want to I want to just go ahead and I, I feel like we've covered the ground here. I want to pivot to uh talking about uh Old Dominion this coming week on the topic of uh rushing. I do not know what to make of this Old Dominion rushing defense. Um, they, it, you know, if you look through their stat line against uh, against James Madison, against Marshall, against Virginia Tech, against Louisiana, against nearly everyone they've played this year, they've held mo- almost all of them to under 150 yards on the ground. 
And then last week against Coastal Carolina, they gave up almost 400. Yeah, I, I think, tell me, tell me what's happening. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that is like those teams aren't known for rushing. Coastal Carolina is known for rushing. They still they run three hundred. Sorry, I, I overestimated a little bit, but yeah. still. But they, but they average. But like Coastal Carolina is known for a rushing attack. They still run a very similar scheme to what Chadwell runs because that's what McCall knows. Um, and obviously, he's not in there now. He's hurt, but like. They know how to run the ball. So do we. And I think that's going to be a key in rushing against them. Um, and I think we are a better running team than um, than Coastal. I think we're going to go for 300 again. I think it's going to be our fifth or sixth straight week or whatever of going for 300-plus yards rushing. Um, and-, and one of the things that makes us so dangerous on the ground is after after Cooley has been just bludgeoning you for the first three quarters, then we and you know we've got Billy Lucas playing the playing the uh, the 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 finesse guy most of that time. We could bench them the entire fourth quarter and still run out Victor Venn and James Joyner. Like we still have, we have fresh legs that are elite in the fourth quarter. And, and another guy that we're not thinking about because we think about him as that receiving threat out of the yes. backfield is Bedgood. Thank you. Bedgood is so good. Like he I, – I don't know his exact numbers, but um, Bedgood has a ton of rushing yards this year. Um, it's like three or 400, I believe. And that that's an underrated fact And knowing that like, hey, like he is a dual threat guy. And this year – I'm just looking up his stats real quick. Deep but, uh, but he has – he has 358 rushing yards this year and 304 through the air. Like that, that's a fairly even spread. And you think about that and like, dude, like we have five guys out of the backfield. Yeah. And if Vaughn blue wasn't hurt, that's six. Yeah. So, so what do you think, James? You think, you think we're able to run on old dominion? I do. I really do because that's our game. Like we're going to shove it down their throat and it may not be for the 20, 30 yard runs that Cooley breaks off, but it's going to be five, six and over and over and over again, because I don't see Cooley go down for less than five, but like twice a game. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like a, he's like a, you know, guaranteed three yards on every rush. Yeah. It's like, it's like having, it's like having, it's like having the 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 brotherly shove just in a running back. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, you put my mind at least at least a little at ease. Now it seems like I know what's going on with this ODU defense. Um, Jeremiah, what do, what do you think? What what are you looking at for for this upcoming game? Yeah. So I did a little bit of research um, while I could on these on this ODU, ODU team. Um, you know, they went in, they barely lost to uh, JMU and Coastal. Um, could be possibly a re- revenge game for them. So they might be looking for blood. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can uh, mitigate that. Um, this running game that they've got looks scary good. They were able to uh, run all over JMU. I watched a lot of that game, but didn't get to see a lot of the Coastal one. But JMU, they just ran all over them. Um, their leading rusher is uh, Kadarius Callaway. Um, Dune looks like a monster. Um, we'll have to uh, make a good uh, game plan for that guy. And then uh, looking at the defense that you were mentioning, um, they have a star linebacker in uh, Jason Henderson. So that's one guy we'll have to uh, watch out for on defense to see what we can do uh, to play against him as well. I think it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I think something to note is Callaway did not play against uh, Coastal. 
and they only rust for 173. So I don't know the status of him, if whether he's going to be back right. or not. But uh, they and they they split the carries between three different backs, and they had like 75 out of one guy, and then 40 something and 30 something from another guy. So they're they're obviously without him, they don't look as good. Um, but um, they still can run the ball fairly well. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, this Old Dominion team, this is not the Old Dominion team who we've had their number since we came up to FBS. Right. I don't think we've ever lost to Old Dominion. I think they were our first our first FBS win. Um, we've, we've really had ODU's number for the last several years. But this is not that team. They've played, they've played nearly everybody they've played. They've played them tough. Um, you take out Virginia Tech, I think every game, I don't think they have a game that ended win or loss by more than a touchdown. I mean, you look, you look at their schedule. They beat Louisiana by seven. They lost to Wake Forest by three. They beat Texas A&M Commerce, weird, by one. Uh, they lost to Marshall by six. They, lost to, they beat Southern Miss by four. They beat App State by si- uh, seven. They, beat, they lost to James Madison by three. They lost to Coastal by four. That is a lot of close games. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that weird commerce game. That was <laughs> yeah. Was a everything. We'll just toss that one out with Virginia Tech. But I mean, you look at this. This is this is a, this is a schedule that like a couple things go a little bit differently. And this is not a this is not a uh, what four and five Old Dominion. This is a seven and two Old Dominion. This is a um, eight and one Old Dominion. Even um, doesn't take a lot to bounce a different way and, and have this be a much tougher looking team on paper. Yeah, uh, but I'll say this: um, it looks like ODU plays to the level of who they play. Yeah, um, which obviously means that again we kind of do too. Yeah, yes, but our offense doesn't. Our offense that's always true. plays really well. That's true, um, and and I think that's going to be the deciding factor in this game because I think our offense is just going to put up more than they can. Yeah, um, because as much issues as we've had running, stopping the run game, like obviously we've we've had issues with the zone run all year. Um, and, and that's something that I've noticed. Like they run anybody who runs outside or edge zone on us is going to get some yards. Um, so I think ODU is coming in to plan for that. But the last couple games, we've seen an improvement on that. So I think our defense has adjusted in that, at least the D line, because that's the biggest thing. Our, our linebackers have been there, but our D line has not for those type of runs. So I think, I, I think. With that, it's going to really limit this offense because they don't pass the ball nearly as well as we do, yeah. um, at least for touchdowns. Um, their, their quarterback has 500 less throwing yards than than Salter, um, and he does not have – he has 10 less touchdowns and two more picks. Um, so I, I think if we can limit their run game – we're gonna get some interceptions. We're gonna we're gonna control this game. And, and I and I I want to say from memory, I want to say that that their their offensive line has given up forty seven sacks on the year so far. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely it's, a lot. Shades of Malik Willis a few years ago. Um, yeah. So I mean, hopefully we can create some pressure. And yeah, that's something that I think we've kind of struggled with at points throughout the season. It's been better since we got Kendi back for sure. Oh yeah. And, and, and TJ stepped up a lot recently too. TJ's been so good recently, um, but yeah, I think if we can if we can be in the backfield, if we can be disruptive, if we can take away that run game, um, there's a chance you know 
the 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 secondary could feast in this game, and I, I like those odds. Yeah, uh, for sure. Jeremiah, any other any other thoughts? Any, anybody you're watching on uh, on our side? On our side, um, the usual suspects, I guess. Caden, Cooley's running game. Um, seeing how our uh, DBs can bounce back from uh, getting close to picks, but not quite getting there. See if we can uh, take the ball away from ODU a little bit more uh, than we did last last week, pretty much. So. Yeah, personally, for me, I'm looking at our tight ends. Um, I'm looking at these linebackers, and ODU doesn't have great linebackers. They're not bad, but they're they're very undersized compared to our tight ends. And I think I think our tight ends are going to feast over the middle today, not today, but Saturday. And um, I Bentley has been outstanding all year. Obviously, he's got a bunch of touchdowns. He doesn't have all the yards in the world, but he has touchdowns, and that, that's that's crucial. Um, and I, and I think Henderson with his size, man. He's been used as a blocking tight end a lot this year, but he's caught a few balls, and when he gets the ball, he's electric, um, as we saw, like, against, um, I think it was FIU. But, like, we – I think we're going to utilize our tight ends a lot more this week because I think their weakness is their linebackers on defense. Um, and I, that's just a – that's a matchup nightmare with our two tight ends because yeah. Bentley's not – as tall as Henderson, but man, he can move and he has great hands. And Henderson's just so tall. Um, I think we're going to utilize them a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I want to jump back on defense now that you mentioned that because it has. I was curious about something. What you thought? Um, it seemed like it seemed like most of the game, especially the second half um, against Louisiana Tech, they just kind of had that little over the middle post route for eight yards at will. What? Explain that to me, and and you think that's something that is a going to be a weakness going forward, or is that something that you can fix? Um, I think it's definitely something we can fix, um, but I I think that we're more comfortable giving that up than we are the long shot, um, because if we give that up a couple times, um, then that gets them complacent and then they try to the long shot and we, we pick it. Like they, they did that at the end of the first half and Brylan Green and Kobe Singleton almost had a pick. Um, Brylan should have had it, went right through his hands. But um, I think we're more comfortable giving that up than anything else. Um, I, I will say this, uh, Jolly has not played much recently. Obviously, Joe Carter's kind of taken that role. And Joe Carter's a great linebacker but I don't think he's as good in coverage as Jolly and I think that's why that's been there a little bit because when Jolly's in the middle of the field that thing is shut down um but I think with our defense Carter is a better run stopper and that's why we have been using him more because teams have run the ball on us that 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 outside and inside zone has destroyed us Bowling Green's used it against us uh New Mexico State used it against us and every team since then has um, so that's, I think that's why Joe Carter has played more, um, because he gets downfield. Um, he's just not as fast as Jolly out there at linebacker for covering. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anybody, anybody in particular, you got your eye on James? Um, you want to see a particularly good performance um, from? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I am looking for, um, obviously I want Kenny to eat inside. Um, he has been, 
so big being back and I think he's finally I think this last game he was he was about right I think he's about I think this game is going to be his first like he's 100 percent yeah um so Kendi definitely and then um I think Brylan is going to have a good game again um yeah he has been the surprise of the year for me not in a sense of like I didn't know he was good it's just like I did not expect him to take this leap and yeah. this early um, and I think he's going to have a really good game against this team because he's he's that linebacker right now that is so good in run run coverage like he if there is a lane to fill he is there and back in the secondary obviously like I don't think he's tied for the leading picks anymore but going into last week he was tied for leading picks in the nation um, and I think he's going to get another one this week because they're going to try to throw the ball on us because I think our defense is going to shut them down I mean, the crazy thing with Brylin, because when he almost picked off that, when he almost picked off that ball, um, I, I leaned over to the to the guy that was to the guy that was with me, who's not been to a lot of uh, a lot of Liberty games this year. I was just like, he does that like six times a game, or he just comes out of nowhere. Like on paper, no one would say, yeah, he's got that, he's got that coverage, he's gonna go, he's gonna go get that ball. He does it like six times a game, and no, he doesn't yeah. come down with it every time, but he comes out with it an awful lot, where it just like yeah. comes out of nowhere across the field. You know, his closing speed is outrageously good. Um, yeah. So I, I think you're dead right. And I do think – I also think you're – I also think you're dead right. I'm looking for – I'm looking for a statement game from the defensive line that basically says, you know, we might have been shaky at the beginning of the season, but we're back, we're nasty, and we're going to hurt you. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And you, um, look, at the, you look at those numbers, they've – you know – uh, let's see. So, forty-seven sacks across nine games means that they're giving up an average of like five sacks per game. Um, I think we should. I think we should probably hit that number. Um, so, I, I'm looking for much the same thing. Um, all right, let's do predictions. I think. Well, real quick, does Jeremiah? Do you have any thoughts on the defense? I love what both of y'all said. Um, I really do want to see the uh, D line step up. I want to see him get in the backfield a lot, get the sacks that we need. Um, like we were saying earlier, this run game is going to be the uh, force to reckon with. So if our D line can uh, bunch up and plug in those holes, we'll be able to uh, make an impact on the game. And then, yeah, I, I really want to see uh, Brylon get back to his uh, uh, big playmaking ways. I want to be able to – two or three times this season he's – come out of nowhere in like the corner of the end zone, like closing speed into that into the ball, getting the pick in the end zone. I want to see that again. I want to see a long ball toward the end zone. And I want to see Brylin just close in on it and snag it, bring it back, uh, bring yeah. it back our way. That's yeah. what I want to see. It's my, it's, if I had a criticism for Brylin's game, it would be he catches a lot of interceptions going out of bounds, out of bounds on like the four yard line. Yes, but here's the thing. We'd rather have the ball at the floor than them the ball. So <laughs> I'm not going to complain about it. Like I said, it's not really a criticism. Oh, yeah. And the thing with Brylin, though, is like he is a center fielder in baseball. Like he's on yeah. our baseball team as a center fielder. He may start baseball this year at center field. That translates so well to safety. And that's why he's able to do this because he's like, oh, there's the ball. I'm going to go get it. Because <laughs> that's just what he's – that's what he does. That's what he does – at safety and at center field. He does it 24-7, 365 days a year because he goes straight from football to baseball. Yeah, he's an absolute terror. Um, all right, let's do predictions. I'm going to put uh, – James, I'm going to put you on the hot seat first. Yeah, um, I, I think ODU is going to give us a fight. Obviously, they, them and Tech always have this mentality of our state. Um, obviously, they can't claim that this year. They're 0-2 in state uh, versus JMU and Tech. 
but they, they don't want to be last in the state. And I think they're going to be fighting for that. Um, but I also I, I just think our offense is too good and our defense is going to have some of those bend-don't-break drives where they force punts. Um, and I don't expect it to be a huge win, but I do it. I do expect it to be the second game where uh, ODU loses by more than seven. Um, I'm kind of predicting a uh, 38-28 scoreline um, where we're just going to – we're going to squeak away in the end in the fourth quarter. They're not going to be able to score. All right, James, looks like from the look on your face, which our fine listeners do not get to enjoy, looks like James just took your exact pick. Uh, well, I wouldn't say exact pick, I guess. Um, I was leaning more toward uh, 38 or 41 for, for us. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to go 41 to be different, 41 for us. And then I'm going to go with 27 for ODU. All right, I like it. We were all thinking very much the same thing. Um, I think I think this ends up being kind of a foot race, but with a decent good you know good defensive showing throughout. Um, I, I'm thinking 38-25. Liberty takes home the win and stays perfect against Old Dominion and the FBS. Um, Did you say 25? Am, am I predicting a score, Gami? Maybe I am. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I agree. That is going to be close um, with some defensive stops in there. But I think when it matters, we're going to score and they're not. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. Any, any other closing thoughts? No? One, one more. Uh, just on a Marion. Um, he's been banged up and he's been back in the last couple of weeks. But I think – I think he was still a little off against um, Louisiana Tech, and that's where they got some of those over the middle because he didn't flow with the receiver fast enough. I, I think I think this week he's going to be a lot better in a sense because he's he looked to move a little bit better against Louisiana Tech, and I think he's just going to take another step, and it's going to help. Love to see it. Love to see it. Couldn't agree with you more. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget this Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Uh, Liberty hosts, hosts Old Dominion on the mountain. Uh, if you're there, swing by, say hi to us. Uh, we're in section, I don't remember what, but you'll, mm-hmm. you can find us. James very noticeable. Just listen for the bellowing. <laughs> yeah, it's section uh, 105, though. Roll of 50. <laughs> section 105, right about the 50. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your time. Go Flames. Wait. Flames. Well, flames. <laughs>